Welcome to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. You can catch this podcast on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, or Google Play. Everybody, please follow the show on Instagram, unprocessed underscore knowledge. This show is brought to you by the new novel, Exodus 2035, available on Amazon.com. A little bit of housekeeping to do. No, that's all the housekeeping to do. I've <laughs> covered everything. Hey, if, you fan, if you're a fan of the show, if you like the show, give me a repost. Give me a like. Give me a retweet. Hey, drop a comment. Just put me on to somebody who, who doesn't know about me, who, who needs to be put on. That's all I'm asking. It's not going to cost you anything. The audience has been growing. Appreciate it greatly. Uh, greatly. But, you know, in, in today's social media driven world, everything, everything is driven by, by metrics, especially if you got a podcast. Everything is driven by metrics. They, they look at followers. They look at likes. They look at comments that drives metrics too. you know, the more comments, the more likes you have that drive like different algorithms. So more, more people on these social media platforms that may not know about it, uh, know about know about your platform. They may be able to find your platform. You know how you scroll through things in your search and random stuff pops up. That's all driven by algorithms. So let's just keep the support going. I appreciate it. The audience has been growing. Let's grow it to maximum capacity. Before we get into today's main topic, blacks for Trump. The Republican Party, they're starting this new initiative. It's election season. The election is one year away. I believe one year, probably one year to the day that I'm recording this broadcast, we're going to have a presidential election. The Republicans, they're trying to get the black vote. They started this new initiative called Blacks for Trump. They got T-shirts and hashtags and the whole nine. Now, I thought Republicans didn't do identity politics, but... Here we go. <laughs> once again, once it's when it's convenient for them, when they're trying to get something, then they, they have no pl- problem playing the so-called race card. Another thing that I wanted to briefly touch on is an old story. I'm not going to dig into it. I'm not going to do a deep dive. The movie Harriet. A lot of people have, you know, were upset about it. They didn't like it for whatever reason. They have conflicting opinions about it. All I will say is, and I believe I've said this on the broadcast before, or maybe I have not. But I've been saying for years, you cannot get your history from Hollywood. You cannot get your history from movies. If you want to know about Harriet Tugman, go get a book. Read up on it. If you want to know about Malcolm X, if you want to know about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., if you want to know about you know, Frederick Douglass, any well-documented historical figures whose lives have been well-documented and verified from an accredited author, from a reliable source who lists their sources. Sources are important. References are important. All right. Source notes are important so you can verify and research the information for yourself. Check that out. All right. I have not seen the movie, Harriet. I do not have an opinion on it one way or the other. I have heard from people who have seen it that there are some main characters in the movie who drive the narrative, who are fictional, who were made up. And, my, you know, 
the biggest question that came to my mind thinking remember guys thinking is always important the whole reason i do this podcast is not so you think how i think but so that you are thinking i was thinking if this movie is supposed to be a biopic on harriet tugman why would they insert fictional characters to help drive the narrative i know that the life of harriet tugman was is it was interesting enough that it could carry a movie by the actual facts and details of our actual life i don't understand why anybody would interject fictional characters to help drive a narrative and then call it a biopic all right so that just reaffirms my previous theory that reading is more important than watching tv and you cannot get your history from hollywood all right guys let's jump right into the main subject of today's broadcast and that is my favorite your favorite everybody's favorite quarterback colin kaepernick we stand with cap here I'm sure a lot of you have heard apparently over the weekend, well, not apparently, there was a workout schedule for Colin Kaepernick over the weekend this past Saturday. And things did, things kind of went awry. Things didn't go necessarily according to plan. A lot of people are pointing sides. I hear a lot of people say this is Monday morning. I, I don't normally watch these sports shows, but because of what went down with Colin Kaepernick over the weekend, I said, you know what? I'm going to tune in and I'm going to see what these so-called sports journalists are saying. And I hear I hear a lot of people jumping on cap. All right, na- namely Steve, Stephen A. Smith. He's jumping on he's jumping on cap. It's, it's his fault. You're supposed to do what the NFL tell you to do. And when you trying to get a job interview, you can't show up wearing a Kuta Kente shirt. And what's wrong with you? And this was all just a just a big publicity stunt. And you don't want to get back in the NFL. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> that was my Stephen A. impression, but I'm not here to pick on him. I hear various people and various sources on the television and not on the television echoing the same sentiments. I did my own research and we going to talk about the details that they are not really shining a light on on your mainstream sports media outlets, namely your ESPN, your Fox Sports. I have to yet hear them harp on the issues that we're going to talk about today the details the devil's in the details that's what i've been told so i'm gonna play i play a couple short clips and we really going to get into it it's the unprocessed knowledge podcast guys let's get it Morning our breaking news involving Colin Kaepernick. After being off the field for nearly three years, the 32-year-old free agent quarterback practiced in front of representatives from several NFL teams in Atlanta today, but the workout was abruptly moved to a high school football stadium south of the city at almost the last minute. It was supposed to be held at the Atlanta Falcons training facility in a northern suburb, but the location was switched. We're told so media could be present, so the process could be more transparent. Kaepernick's football career took a hard turn after he began kneeling during the national anthem to protest social and racial injustice. And that sparked arguably the biggest social justice movement in sports, a powerful Nike campaign, an NFL settlement, and even tweets from President Trump. CNN's Andy Schultz joins us now. Andy, you guys had a busy day. Tell us more about this decision to move the practice and what came of it. 
It certainly was a wild day on it. It wasn't the plan, but Colin Kaepernick finally did take the field here at this high school stadium south of Atlanta. And what he hopes uh, is the next step of getting back into the NFL. Uh, once he was on the field, he did some stretching. He then threw uh, many passes to the receivers that he brought with him uh, here to this stadium. Did some short passes, some deep passes. And then after the workout was over, Kaepernick walked down the field and went and greeted and signed autographs for the hundreds of fans that just showed up to this stadium once it became public. Now, Kaepernick, didn't, Kaepernick did not speak with the media and take questions, but he did give us a statement. I've been ready for three years. I've been denied for three years. We all know why I came out here and showed it today in front of everybody. We have nothing to hide. So we're waiting for the 32 owners, the 32 teams, Roger Goodell, all of them to stop running. Stop running from the truth. Stop running from the people. We're out here. We're ready to play. Ready to go anywhere. My agent Jeff Nally is ready to talk to any team, uh, interview with any team at any time. I've been ready, I'm staying ready, and I'll continue to be ready. Now, as I said a moment ago, this stadium was not the plan today. The plan was to have this workout at the Atlanta Falcons practice facility. The NFL was going to hold the workout, it was going to be a closed session. The media was not going to be allowed. Now, the media. Myself and others were outside the Falcons practice facility waiting uh, for Kaepernick to arrive. I watched many team personnel, scouts arrive at the facility. Other people were there waiting for this workout to start. And then about 45 minutes right before it was to begin, Kaepernick's representatives announced it was off. And one of the reasons they announced it was off was because the NFL wanted Kaepernick to sign a liability waiver that included some employment terms. Now, I caught up with Kaepernick's agent here at the field, Jeff Nally, and asked him what went wrong today. Colin worked out yesterday here at a university. They asked for an injury waiver as well. Uh, so Colin and the, on the four receivers that were here, they all signed it, no problem. Uh, we allowed them to sign it. We sent that form to the NFL League office, and they denied it. The one that they sent over was five or six pages, and his lawyers had problems with it. What was the biggest problem with it? I'll let the lawyers talk about that, but there were... They wanted him to waive his right to certain claims and issues. And, and again, the, the purpose for a waiver like that is to protect them if he gets hurt or these receivers get hurt, and that's not what that waiver was. All right, that was very important. We we, we going to break that down a little bit further, but... I didn't want people to miss that. Here's what's really important. Here are the facts. When I first heard about this, this workout, I thought Colin Kaepernick's side put, put together this, this workout for the NFL teams. That's not true. What actually happened is the NFL put together this work, workout. They put together this workout and they reached out to Colin Kaepernick's team and they gave him 48 hours to accept. Like either accept it or reject it. We're putting this thing together for you. You, you for, for the last three years, you said you went back to the NFL. Hey, we're going to put this thing together for you in Atlanta. We're going to have representatives from all these teams come. You got 48 hours. Either you're coming or you're not. That's weird all in itself. And it's going to be on a Saturday. And normally, these for those who don't, don't know, these scouts are no, that work for these NFL teams, on Saturday, that's college football day. That's where they're at. They're scouting college football talent for the upcoming draft. So that's where they're at on Saturdays. But the NFL put this together. They gave Colin Kaepernick 48 hours to agree to it. 
He agreed to it. No problem. He shows up for uh, for the workout and they want him to sign not just a waiver that says that he can't sue them if he like tears ACL or rolls his ankle or, or, or gets hurt that, that protects the NFL and the Atlanta Falcons. The waiver that they want him to sign says that he can no longer file any type of legal action against NFL for further collusion and violation of his rights. That's important. Guys, we got to think about this. Now, we all know Cap reached a a settlement with the NFL. No one knows the details, but we know he reached a settlement with the NFL previously, right? That's undeniable. How many of y'all knew that Cap could sue the NFL again? He could sue the NFL for further collusion and further violation of his rights. That can happen. So let's think about this. This thing was put together. Or we're supposed to we were we are told or we're supposed to believe that this thing was put together out of the kindness of the NFL to give Colin Kaepernick a second chance of getting back into the league. So they're going to stage this private workout for him with all NFL teams, even though any NFL team could have worked cap out at any time they wanted to. All right. And they asked him to sign a waiver that not only protects the NFL and the NFL Falcons for like a torn ACL or injury that could could happen during a workout, but it also exonerates the league of any and all responsibility for the violation of his rights that may have occurred since his last grievance was filed. Right. This is what a source with knowledge of the situation told pro football talk mike florio a lot of y'all familiar with mike florio very well respected sports journalist nfl insider um has his own tv show called pro football talk right so when colin camps received this they're like hey this isn't just a standard injury waiver this is something else this has got some other language in it so his legal representation advised him not to sign it as they should have right because this further protects colin if he sees evidence of further collusion and violation of his employment rights from being able to get a fair opportunity to play in the nfl he could sue the league again and if he signs this that means he can never sue he can't if he signs this, then legal action that Colin Kaepernick would be able to pursue against the NFL is over. And I believe that's what this workout was really about. This workout was really about the NFL. Did Stephen A. Smith was right. This was a PR stunt. And I'm not picking on Stephen A. Smith. Though, and those who think like him, who did not research or think about all the facts and all the different things at play here, this was a PR stunt. It was a PR stunt by the NFL. The NFL put this thing together in order to save face, to make it seem like, hey, we're changing. We've turned a corner. We want to give Colin Kaepernick a fair shot to get back in here. Look, we arranged this workout. We got these 25 uh, scouts down here representing 25 different NFL teams. Oh, man, Colin didn't show up. 
oh man he dropped the ball oh well i guess he he's really not serious about playing in the nfl after all look he done went over to a high school and he's throwing passes over there we're supposed to be here at this nfl training facility we've we've got people from nfl films they're going to film this thing we're going to give them the footage you know we're going to give them a fair shake and we're trying to do it the right way i, I don't know what's going on no that's not what happened what happened was they put this thing together they gave him a short timeline to decide to decide whether or not he wanted to participate in it because they wanted to force him into it so he could come down there and they would really wanted him to sign this waiver they really wanted him to sign this legal document saying he wasn't going to sue them no more. That's what this thing was all about. All right. I'm going to read an article that is posted on Pro Football Talk's website. Jeff Posh is the mastermind that wanted this release to be signed by Colin Kaepernick. Posh's name constantly has been mentioned behind the scenes as the person who is believed to have devised this entire scheme. It wasn't about Roger Goodell's, Roger Goodell clearing his conscience. It wasn't about Jay-Z repairing his reputation. It was about Posh recognizing that the failure to buy out Kaepernick's outgoing employment rights in February coupled with an ongoing cold shoulder creates a very real situation for a second lawsuit think about that jeff posh who's a member of the nfl council he put this thing together because he's trying to protect the nf he's trying to protect the nfl from a second lawsuit from colin kaepernick's team that's what this thing was all about it wasn't about a t-shirt all right, for those who don't know, he showed up to this high school workout in a Kunta Kente t-shirt. It wasn't about him. It wasn't about no t-shirt. Oh, NFL. Oh, my. He's <sighs> Colin Kaepernick. I dare he wear this t-shirt. He's not serious. He's 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 just clowning around. You can't wear that to a job interview. First of all, Kunta Kente is a fictional character. They're saying he's wearing a t-shirt talking about he's a slave. Kunta Kente is a fictional character. Okay, Kunta Kente was not real. Kunta Kente represents a man under a, a black man under a system of oppression who wants to be free. Okay, Colin Kaepernick and the NFL is the system of oppression and Colin Kaepernick is the person who wants to be free. This wasn't about no PR stunt on Colin Kaepernick's side. This wasn't about him snubbing the league. This wasn't about him, you know, trying to talk through the media and, and one up the league and, and give the owners a piece of his mind through through YouTube. Nah, man, this guys, you got to think you got to think you got to think you got to think. This is next clip courtesy of Mike Florio and Pro Football Talk. I don't know that the league truly wanted to get him back in. The league wanted to create the impression they're trying sure. to get him back in. Yeah. And w whatever the league's intent, Kaepernick's people were suspicious from the get-go, and they mm -hmm. had to know that they were going to be suspicious. See, if you're truly interested in getting the guy a job, 
You sit down. You, you don't. You, you don't. They should have negotiated said, a waiver that made well, sense well, for both sides. Well, that's the first well, thing that we're going to that, talk about. That's a different about. issue. That's a different. I'm talking about. I'm trying agree to agree on the this. parameters of the workout. Right. Everything. Here's the point. Here's the point. But Chris, when you have uh, something that you you tell Colin Kaepernick about on a Tuesday, and you're going to do it on a Saturday, four days isn't enough time to work out all the stuff that needs to be worked out to yeah. do it. That's part of what you have to take into account. Mm -hmm. You have to look at how are we going to present this to him? Like, you know, maybe you offer to come to him. Hey, we'd like to meet with you. And you know, oh, this is, I wonder what this is all about. We want to sit down. We want to talk to you. It's just the presentation of the first concept is critical. Yeah. Your flexibility or lack thereof when requests are made or questions are asked. I mean, you're going to be leery. If you're calling Kaepernick, you've litigated against these people. You've taken between $1 and $10 million out of their coffers. They're not happy with you. Do you think they, they were trying like to pull you. a fast one on them by signing that waiver that had kind of the cryptic I, language look, where, you know, they could basically say that, you know, he's, he's free and clear after this moment? I'll say this. Yeah. I'll say neither side was interested in getting Colin Kaepernick on a team. Right. Both sides had other agendas at play. Yeah, the like agenda that. was not, let's get Colin Kaepernick on a team. Because here's what happens, and you mentioned the waiver. They send the waiver on a Wednesday. I have the waiver. I studied the waiver yesterday. I couldn't let a client of mine sign that waiver in light of the history between the two sides. I think that would be malpractice to do it. Because yeah. it can be interpreted in a way, if you're right. going to be aggressive right. later, right. if the crap hits the fan later, yeah. it can be interpreted in a way that you signed away your right to a second collusion lawsuit, to a lawsuit alleging that you were retaliated against because you filed the first lawsuit. Right. And that can be a very, very viable claim. Right. Because it's That's what this whole thing was really all about. Look, guys, don't be fooled. Don't let people talking heads on TV yelling, bucking their eyes, telling you, <laughs> you know, this was a PR stunt by Colin Kaepernick and his T-shirt and he wanted his own receivers and he wanted to do it at a high school and blah, 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 blah. Nah, man. If they would have had just a standard injury waiver, Colin Kaepernick's agent told you they would have signed it. They would have showed up to the facility. They would have did the workout. Why would you put cryptic legal language into the waiver? Why would you want him to sign away his legal rights to sue you again with another collusion lawsuit, which would be easy to prove? Why would y'all why would y'all try to do that? Because that's what this was really all about. This has been another episode of the unprocessed knowledge podcast it was a quick one today drop me your thoughts drop me your thoughts hit me up online hit me up on instagram unprocessed underscore knowledge what do you think about this whole cap situation do you think stephen a smith was right do you what do you think about the back and forth between stephen a smith and eric reed do you think Colin Kaepernick was right do you think the nfl was right what do you think about this whole situation i want to hear from you guys Once again, you can catch this show on the iTunes podcast app, Spotify, Google Play. Check out the new novel, Exodus, E-X-O-D-U-S 2035, Exodus 2035, available on Amazon.com. My previous work, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White supremacy that one normally gets a little traction around election time it's also available on amazon.com thanks for
tuning in. Be safe. Catch you guys next time.